Hello. Hi. How's it going? So good. Um, like I said, it's 45 degrees here, which is I'm so phenomenal. jealous. I just I went know. for a walk and it is 18 here, I think. So it's still warm, but yeah, not as warm as not here. as warm. Yeah. Um, well, I went for a walk today. We have like something we call like the river walk on campus, um, which is a walk off along the river. Um, what? I know. Hence the name. Um, and it was really nice because usually we can't like go there in the winter because it's like too windy or too icy or whatever, but now mm. it, it's a good day. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm having Love a good that. Day. Yeah. Love that for you. Hopefully, I think we usually get your weather like a day and a half later, so Maybe it'll be warm here tomorrow. I haven't looked. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said that you had a restful weekend. Oh, yes. It was so good. Um, it was um, my best friend's birthday on Sunday. So I went to see her on Saturday. Um, and her family was in town. So I just hung out with them and her daughter, who is my goddaughter and got to like spend some time with her. So that was cute. Um, yeah. And then just hung out, had a very lazy Saturday or very lazy Sunday until I went to work, which was much needed. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was good. I'm trying to so think good. of more detail. And then today I just, I've been sitting on the couch reading all morning, which is lovely. I needed a day reading? like that. Oh, I'm reading a biography. I've actually been reading it for a while because I'm also like going back and forth between that and another book, but I'm reading a biography about F. Scott Fitzgerald and his life, oh, but it's cool. based on like, it's really good because the way that it's written, it like breaks his life up into like at the beginning you have like his early life, but then, and like his childhood and all of that. But then the rest of it is broken up into like his novels. So it's like, it talks about his life, like as he was writing and as each of the novels were published. So it's like, there's a chapter on this side of paradise. There's a chapter on like the great Gatsby. There's a chapter on, um, tender is the night, the beautiful and damned. Like each one is like a chapter talking about like that phase of his life because he was living like in different places or like different lifestyles as he was writing each of those which like influenced the book a lot and so it kind of like connects where he was at in his life to like what's in those novels so it's very interesting um and just like historical like what was going on in the world at the time which influenced his writing obviously in a huge way so it's so fascinating and I love F. Scott Fitzgerald so I'm really enjoying it yeah oh that's really cool yeah um, yeah I really like F. Scott Fitzgerald I also I think I've asked you this before you haven't taken the walking tour have you no I think I might have mentioned this last week I don't know if it was on the episode or not and you asked me that and I have not and I want to because I like part of like three different like running loops that I have near my house go by like his house and like obviously go by the Commodore all the time and like all these places that I'm just like I know that they're there but it would be fun to like do like, yeah intentionally tour. Be there. Yeah. yeah um yeah and it's best to go in the spring because all of the I think they're like lilac bushes or something all of them along awesome. summit it's really yeah it's yeah. really pretty um not to change the subject but I'm gonna change the subject did you like right. the Instagram takeover yes you did great it was so I, much fun 
Yeah, here's the thing is I tried super, super hard to um, add content like at least once an hour and it did not happen. Um, (laughs) But if you shoot for that and then it's like every couple hours, that's still good. Right. Yeah. No, it was it was fine. Um, But anyway, I should I do one this Thursday. You should if you have time. Yeah. Um, Uh, I don't know what Thursday looks like. I think I probably have time. Maybe we should make it a thing where we do it every week like every oh yeah we should Thursday would actually be a good day for me to do it because we have the summit for youth ministers so that'll be cool so I'll have some content I'll have people to talk to because that was really my concern is like you live on a college campus and so you have like all of this cool stuff that you're doing every day I am an adult and some days I do cool stuff some days I answer emails for six hours so it's like you know it's always hit or miss but that'll be a good day we have the summit and then I have a basketball game so great yep it'll be great I can't wait to see it okay great there might be some um announcements love yep great cool (laughs) moving on oh also I just I definitely did not answer all the questions that like everyone asked me um I'm sorry I might get them to them another time I might not cool so y'all hear that if Lydia didn't answer your question maybe I'll go look and I'll answer them yeah cool (laughs) um anyway but we're not gonna talk about Instagram takeovers today we're gonna talk about something a little bit we already did so (laughs) okay well you know what um we're gonna move on from it though um we're gonna talk about okay so I actually how should I introduce this um we're gonna talk about how um Okay, well, here's, here's the- <laughs> I'm just, I'm this is your to- thing. I'm going to let you go. I know. Well, thank you. Well, I'm trying to think about a way to say it in a loving way, which is why I'm taking the hesitation because I, I'm a sinner and I have to actively think about that. And it's not a natural response for me. Um, so hold on. We're working really hard to be charitable on this podcast. Yeah. I want you all are. to notice it's- that. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just, yeah. Um, Okay, well, so you know the um we've already talked about this. Pretend like you, but pretend like we haven't had this conversation before. Okay, um, you know the, <laughs> you know the one phrase um of like, like it'll be like someone's like six month or like year or, or like five year anniversary or whatever, and like on Instagram they'll like write this huge if long someone's, caption. If someone's what? saying this at their six month anniversary, I think I would, like, be like, really, you know, but keep going. Yeah, but some people do that. I know. In like high school and middle school. You know, middle school relationships that have lasted six months. I mean, no, but (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I spend every day with middle schoolers and I have not seen that. So I want to hear those stories. Anyway, keep going, Lydia. Yeah. So, you know, those people, right. So then it's like our anniversary and like, they really want to be cute and loving to like their boyfriend or to their husband or whatever. Um, so they write this whole long paragraph about how great he is and how, yada 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 whatever and then like at some point during the whole long caption um it says something like you're my better half um I despise that I despise that phrase with a burning passion um and let me tell you what let me let me just lay it on you I am not I am not a half of a person um Mm -hmm. that person that I am with is not a half of a person together we are not one whole person um and like, I have good qualities about me 
that are not related to that person at all. Um, so when I see other people write that, like I, like, I know like partially it's not like a joke, but it's more of like a saying, you know, and it's not meant to be taken literally. Um, but I also like, I want to like kind of revoke that from our vocab. Um, yeah, because ultimately like we're not, we're not half of a person. Um, we are a whole person and we don't need to be in a relationship in order to be a whole person, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a good place to start might be, I mean, you've started. So a good place to go from there might be like, what do people mean when they say that? What are people like desiring to communicate slash what do people like desire? Like, what does that show that we desire in relationships? Because I think that's important to like, like start from there of like, what's the intention? And I think the intention is, well, this is going to get a little bit all over the place. So bear with me because I'm an external processor. So here we go. Um, Mm -hmm. That people recognize within themselves, myself included, like I recognize within myself areas in which I am fallen. I fall short. I need to grow. I whatever, like insert a way to say I have a need for personal growth. Um, and I recognize those things and whether I recognize them and articulate them and like understand them or have full self-knowledge of them, or I just kind of like feel that they're there and maybe I'm still realizing them, right? Like I see that like I have gaps or I have places that I need somebody to challenge me to grow. And so for me, like if I am then in a relationship with someone who challenges me in those ways, like also see this, those flaws, but like continues to choose me and continues to help me grow in those things, then it's like, okay, like that's a desire that I have in a relationship. Like I don't want the other person to think I'm perfect because I want them to help me grow. And it's like, there's a very real part of like that comes out in a relationship where you're like, oh, so like for me, it's like, oh, like this person is actually like demanding that I learn how to be vulnerable because that's something that's necessary in a relationship and it's something that I'm bad at. So how do we like, in a way that's like so loving and so gentle, but like, how do we get to a place where I feel like I can do that? And like, that like, he's challenging me to do that, you know? And so it's like, there's a desire there for growth and for a relationship to add something to your life because if it's not adding something to your life, if it's not making you better then like, what's the point, but also the saying itself, I agree with you, like falls short of like, no, like you can do that growth on your own as well with the Lord only. But if it's like, if the Lord desires to use a person in my life to like help me grow in that way, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense to that? Yeah. No, and I, I, I just think getting you. at the intention is important. Yeah, I agree with you. And also too, like to add to that, I think that um, like when I look at like my own relationships in my life and I'm like, oh yeah, like this is something that like, I'm definitely not good at that. But like my boyfriend is really, really good at it. Right. So then like mm-hmm. he can, he, he can like put that habit into me and like kind of like drill the importance of it into me, um, which is kind of what you were saying, but it's just like, yeah, like there are things that I'm not good at. There are things that I'm 
like need to improve in and whatever that like my boyfriend doesn't well I mean he does right because he's a sinner but also like he's better at it than I am (laughs) um but yeah so like I get that I get the intention but I think that the problem lies in the fact that like we like we mean one thing but then we say another thing right like he might be like better at like self-discipline or whatever right um but like he is like the better one in the couple he is not the better one in like the one person that you are because right you're not one person because you're dating you know yep and I think mm-hmm. maybe this is theologically problematic so we'll see but I would say like my married friends will also say like yeah we understand marriage as a sacrament that two become one but also like I know my married friends like still need to have girls nights and it's like they need to like have their own hobbies they need to have their own like like that's one of the reasons that like you know some of my friends are like very intentional about like the community that they hold and maintain and like the friendships that they have especially after they get married not that they weren't intentional about them before but like recognizing like oh yeah like I'm still my own person or like having a conversation with a friend of mine who's a mom and like recognizing that like yeah like I'm a wife and I'm a mom but also I'm still me and so like what is that like what parts of my life can I focus on whether it's a hobby or another friendship or whatever that like maintains that like I am first myself a daughter of God always um and I think that's so important especially just like I don't know, I've seen in people who like, I don't know, I think sometimes in the Catholic world uh, or Christian circles in general, um, like relationships move very, very fast. Um, And so, especially in like your mid to late twenties, because like the reality is like, if you're dating someone in your mid to late twenties, like you should actively be discerning whether or not you are going to marry this person. Like that, that should be, Obviously it's not like first day. Oh, am I going to marry this person? Like, no, like that's not like, you're not asking questions about like vocational discernment on a first date, please don't. But like the reality is like, if you, if there's like a very obvious and specific reason you don't see a future with that person, like you probably shouldn't be dating them if you're like 26 years old, you know, um, really if you're any age, but like, especially at that point. Um, but like, Sorry, I went on a tangent and lost my train. <laughs> no, that's okay. Can I actually go on a tangent off of your tangent? Yes, 100%. Okay, so you had briefly mentioned like, oh yeah, like you like, wh- you don't have to know on the first date if you're gonna marry them or not. Yes. Um, I wanna like back onto that. Um, Which, okay, okay. I'm all for intentional dating. I'm all for radical dating. Like absolutely love it. Like we're dating to get married. Yes. Um. However, that is very, very different from being emotionally unchaste in a relationship. And like the first, like within the first, like 20 minutes of your first date, like you have like already named your children like (laughs) that. That's very not okay. Right. Um, so I want to kind of like piggyback onto that and just say that like also too, like dating isn't a race. Um, which is something mm-hmm. I've like recently learned in the past couple of months as like my other friends are getting into relationships and whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, like 
her relationship looks different and her relationship looks different. And like these people do it differently and like whatever. Um, and like there are, like I know couples who like said like, I love you after like, I don't know, a month. And then I know couples that said, I love you after like a year. Um, and it's not necessarily like one is wrong and like one is right, you know? It's just like, like, like yeah, relationships look different. Um, but also too, like going off, like back to like everything is like, it's not a race. You know what I mean? Like the couple that like waited like five years before they got engaged versus like the couple that waited six months, like the couple that waited five years isn't less holy or isn't less intentional or isn't less like whatever than the other couple. Um, and I think that that's something, a fallacy that women fall into a lot is just that like, okay, like we have to get married like as soon as we can, because our life doesn't start until our vocation does, our primary vocation does. And that all circles back to this idea of like my better half, right. Of like that we so idolize vocation and we forget that like vocation is not the end. Like vocation is very much still a means to the end, which is heaven. Um, but on two, so two points on what you said. Yes. Um, the first one being, no, I'm going to do the second one first because the first one, I think we might have more to say about, but, um, the fact that when those relationships do move really fast. Um, and again, like fast is a relative term, right? Because like, I know that there are like very holy couples who like knew each other for six months and got engaged. And like, I like, great, like really beautiful love stories. Like it's awesome. The Lord is doing something and I trust him. And so great. Um, but I think sometimes there's a danger of when things happen that quickly, this concept of like, I am my own person sometimes can go away. Not always. Again, like I know really, really amazing couples who have done that really, really well. But I think sometimes there's, there's a tendency to like, you have to remember, oh yeah, I'm my own person. I have my own friendships that are separate from this relationship. I have my own hobbies who are, that are separate from this relationship. And that that's actually really okay. And really good, um, to like maintain those things, traditions that you had with other friends before you started dating that person, like all of these things, like, yeah, just like if you, um, like watch the bachelor and drink wine on Tuesday nights with your friends and then you start dating someone, like you don't have to stop watching the bachelor on Tuesday nights and drinking wine with your friends. And that can maintain, like you can maintain that tradition. And that's a good thing. Um, even if Tuesday's your only night free, and that's what you're going to choose to do. And that's a good thing. Um, and just recognizing that you have to like fight for those sometimes. Um, but that's really important to maintaining like, no, this is who I am. This is part of who I am. These are friendships that are really important. Um, and like, if you don't fight for that in that stage of dating, like you're not going to fight for that in marriage because it's going to honestly be even harder once you're married and have kids. I imagine coming from my married friends, I hear that, you know? Um, so it's like, if you don't fight for those friendships in a dating relationship or those traditions or those hobbies or whatever it is, like, you're definitely not going to maintain those in marriage. And some of those things might have to go away just by, I mean, very practical logistical reasons, but fighting for some of those things is really important. The second thing that I wanted to say, when you talk about, um, emotional chastity within dating, especially like first dates, I think this is incredibly, incredibly important, especially in the world of, um, the reality that is like dating in your mid to late twenties is like 
a lot of online dating or meeting people on apps or like even if you're not it's like you meet somebody and like you like you start dating right away because dating is a way to get to know someone and like it's not necessarily a serious relationship right away but like that's what you're seeking and you have to remember that like you're on a first or second or even third date with a person that you have known for maybe two weeks and like that has to be kept in perspective in a way that's healthy but still like healthy vulnerability, right? Prudent vulnerability of like, I want to get to know this person to see if I want to be in a relationship with them. And I want them to get to know me to see if they can be in a relationship with me. However, I'm also recognizing that like, we might decide that that's not where this is headed and that's okay. Um, And so being like, yeah, just prudent in that, I think is really important and knowing that that's okay. Um, Especially because that's the reality of most people's dating experience. No. Okay. So, um, I, yes. Okay. I wrote, I've been writing down notes, um, a couple different things, emotional chastity, which I think warrants its whole own episode, um, is very, very important in the line of dating. Um, and yes, you, yeah, there's a difference between dating someone versus having like a serious relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And you don't need to discern, like, I mean, you did no, nope, nope you do need to discern whether or not you want to be in a relationship with them. But I don't think that you necessarily on your first or second date need to discern whether or not you want to marry them. Um, 100%. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a very, very big difference there. Um, so yeah. good. And I would even also, say, I would even say you don't need to discern whether or not you want to be in a relationship with a person on a first date. If, if that's the first time you're meeting or even like the second time you're meeting, like you need to discern if you want to go on a second date with that person, because to be honest, you're probably not going to get all the information that you need on a first date. So it's like, Oh, you are only looking for, are we making plans for next week? <laughs> and that's okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you know that one bad verse and I don't know what it is, but there's that one that's like, Oh, like your word is a lamp unto my feet. Yeah, it's in Psalms. Like that. It's in Psalms. I don't yeah. remember where it is either. Okay, I always thought that was so bizarre. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what this means. Like, I'm, I'm just going to go with it. Like, whatever, it's in the Bible. <laughs> um, come to find out, um, according to my um, calculations and according to what I understand it to be, is um, like that verse or like that like saying or whatever, is uh, all, it's all about discernment and how like the Lord like is going to give you like the tools that you need to discern like your life and whatever and like your next step but like only your next step not like your next like mile right so like the like his word is a lamp into your feet like he's a lamp right and like when you look at a lamp it's a very like it's dim it's not like a huge spotlight you know um so like and you if you look at this like in terms of like our you know dating um you don't need to look at marriage right away, right? You don't need to look, yeah, like you said, it's like a serious relationship. You just need to know what your next step is and your mm-hmm. next move is. And like, yeah, there comes a point where like that changes, right? And like, maybe like you've been in a relationship for a year and you do need to think more about like, okay, what am I going to do for like next Friday night's date night, you know? Um, but like when you're, when you're, when you're just meeting someone, it's supposed to be fun, you know? Um, and I like you can have fun during discernment, but also to like it's important to not lose the fun in the pursuit of discernment, you know, um, or so- in asking that question of should we be somewhere else? I think that's a point that you made earlier is like it's mm-hmm. not a race. It's not a competition. It's not like we fall into traps of comparison in every place of our life. But recognizing that like this is not there's no there's no supposed to be or there's no should be. 
um, like you should be here by now, or you should have had this conversation or you shouldn't have had that conversation. Like there's no right like timeline. And I think that's important. Yeah. Um, yes, I agree with you. Um, another thing I want to mention that I wrote down is, um, there's a holy way to lose yourself in a person. Um, and like, so when, when back when you were talking about like, when, you know, two people get married, they become one flesh. Um, yeah, like that happens. And like, in a very, like in a good, holy, healthy relationship and like a healthy marriage, um, emphasize marriage. Um, you guys do become one flesh and like you should be sacrificing yourself for the other person and the other person should be sacrificing themselves for you. Um, and inherently you just end up doing a lot of things together. You out of like, out of respect, you do a lot of things for each other. You like ask like before you do things, whatever, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Whatever hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that's a healthy way to lose yourself in a person. And also too, when you think about like, when like you, like get lost in Jesus's love, you know? And when you get lost in Jesus, like you think more about him than you think about yourself. Right. And you spend more time with him than you, than you do like on your own or with other people or whatever. And like, that's also a healthy way to lose yourself in a person. But like at the same time, like you can spend like an hour in adoration every day or whatever. And like an hour, like an hour praying or however you want to live your life. But then like also too, you can spend an hour watching Bachelorette you know? Um, so like, there's a healthy way to lose yourself in a person. And then there's an unhealthy way of like, okay, I'm only going to hang out with you exclusively. And like, now you're my spouse. Now you're my boyfriend, whatever. And like, that's like all I'm going to like see, like, I can't hang out with anyone else because like, I have to dedicate all my time to you. Like that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also say that that has a lot to do with the stage that you're in too. I know that we've talked about this on the podcast before, and this is something that we, like you and I, Lydia, have talked about a lot before is like, um, be dating when you're dating, be engaged when you're engaged and be married when you're married and be single when you're single. And like those things, I think our, our world mixes those up a lot. And we end up with a lot of primarily, we end up with a lot of couples who are dating, who act like they are married. And it's like, like, is it hard sometimes to figure out like where you have those conversations and when sure, but recognizing that like we need to be in this stage of life right now that we're in because that's the healthiest for us to be. And like, that's where the Lord has us. So that's where we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my friend said the other, t- actually today, um, he was talking to me about like his, we have a class here called um, the great Catholic adventure and our chaplain like teaches it or whatever. And he was like, yeah, Lydia, like um, Father Bach was going all off about how like college relationships are so whack. And I was like, oh my gosh, do some more. Um, which like, I agree with him, but it's just like, you know, I wanted it more. Um, and he's considering you're you know, in a college relationship. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I was like, Ooh. um, he said, yeah, like never, like there are, there's no other time in your life where you will be with this person as much as you are right now. Like mm-hmm. it is, it's like, yeah, like you will never like eat every single meal with your person you will never like walk to every single class with your person or like you know you know walk to work or whatever I don't know um you will like just like you will never have the same friend groups you will never like yeah yeah like all these different things right and like I like was reflecting on like my own relationship and I was like oh my gosh like I mean like I don't spend a lot of time with Cole but I also do and I'm like oh my gosh I'll probably not like even if we were to like end up like getting married outside of college, like I would probably see him less than what I see him now. And that's just so wild to me. And I think it's, it's the good, time, but it's, wild. yeah, 
and it's the time that you spend with the person, but then it's also the fact that for the most part, your life is the same. And I think that's a big thing too, that, uh, like is weird about, cause I think that's weird about college friendships also. And like a super hard transition to make from college friendships to adult friendships. Um, and so I imagine making that transition from a college relationship to like an adult relationship, not that college students aren't adults, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. different, um, is like your life looks the exact same with minor differences to everyone around you. Like your priorities are the same. Your responsibility level is mostly the same. Um, what you're doing, how you're spending your time. Um, yeah, just what your priorities are in general. Like everybody that you're around, you can relate to on almost every part of your life. And that's just mm-hmm. not true of adult friendships or adult relationships. It's like, you have to learn somebody else's habits because their habits are going to be completely different than yours. Like you have, like they're do, doing a job that's completely different than yours. They spend their evenings in ways that are completely different than yours. And like all of your life is different and you're putting two lives that are completely different, especially if like you start dating, like, or it, are in a serious relationship, like later in your twenties, it's like putting two completely different lives together is super hard (laughs) and like figuring out how they fit together is really hard. And so like when you're in college, it's like that part isn't as hard. There's lots of other things that make it harder, but it's like, that's always been so interesting to me, even in friendships. Like I said, of like, how do you, like, how do you have friendships when you don't live in the same place and do the same thing for your entire day? Mm -hmm. It's wild. It's great, Um, but it's crazy. Right. No, it's not the way that the world works, you know, mm-hmm. outside of the college. Um, so we've kind of gotten off track. We've kind of talked about dating. So sorry guys. Um, but I want to <laughs> bring it back to, um, my original point of this conversation. Um, and Bree's original point too, of just like, um, women, like your life does not begin when your vocation begins. And I want to talk more about that. Um, I have a list of questions that I like, consider very important that like I know the answer to before I marry someone um right like how do you want to like educate your kids and like questions like that right um well one of the questions is um what do you want to do with your life before you get married and what do you want to accomplish um in your singlehood um and I then right like I'm I'm trying to be um what's the word double standards don't exist, right? Um, I'm trying to like answer the question before I ask the question, right? So I'm like, okay, well, what's what I want to accomplish in my singlehood and what do I want to accomplish before I get married? Um, and there are things that I want to do that like probably won't happen when I get married, right? Like I want to walk the Camino. Um, I don't think I can do that when I get, I mean, I can do it when I get married, but I also want to do it when I'm single and when I'm not married. Um, do it before you graduate college. That's all I'm going to say to everyone that's listening. If you're in college, walk the Camino during a summer, forget the internship, go walk the Camino because you, it is so much harder to do when you are an adult anyway. Done. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Okay. Keep going. Thank you for your advice. Um, yes. So just like things like that. And like, like I mentioned that because like, I also want to mention the fact that like, again, like your life doesn't begin when your marriage begins, you know? And like, you can like live fully and abundantly not when you have a spouse, like you can live abundantly when you're single. Mm-hmm. I'd also say on the flip side of that, cause I a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Um, I would also say on the flip side of that, that like 
those adventures or that part of your life doesn't have to end when you do get married. Like I think practically and logistically, obviously like is walking the Camino a little bit harder. Yeah. You probably aren't going to want to leave your husband and you especially like can't leave your kids for a month, you know, but like the reality that like your life, like some of those things aren't impossible. Like I have a friend who's like, yeah, I really want to go back to school and get my master's. That's you can do that. Even if you're married, like, yes. Like, is it like all of these decisions now involve another person and that's different, but like, like your life doesn't end when you're living your primary vocation either. Um, it looks different and the way that you make those decisions look different, but it's, it's a both. And when we talk about like the fact that like, you're not half of a person, you're not half of a person before you're married. And then you're still not like half of a whole once you're married. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I like that. Um, Thank you. I did not come up with it, but I will take credit in this moment. Yep. You feel free. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. My biggest, um, conclusion of this is don't rush into marriage, I guess is my conclusion. Um, well, no, like, I just want like women to enjoy like where they're at in life. I think is what I'm saying is like, like if you're dating, like enjoy dating, like don't like rush into like being engaged or proposed mm-hmm. to because you feel like you need to do that. And like, if you're single, don't rush into a relationship because you feel like you need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, and I've said this before of like, I talked about this last week, like doing things by myself is one of the literal best things that I could have done in my twenties. And like, are there a lot of things that I would have loved to do while dating someone? Sure. But like at the same time, no, like I'm speaking like my twenties are over because I'm turning 29 in two weeks, guys. So they're pretty basically over. Um, but like, that's just real is, uh, I'm so grateful for that, that I've had that. Mm -hmm. It's important. Yeah. No, something I really like about you and I really admire about you is actually like you have fun and you're like, um, sometimes never mind, (laughs) which like, duh, you have fun. Like people have fun. Right. Um, but I think I've learned a lot from you that like, I don't have to like be married to have fun or like, I don't have to be married to like be more of a woman or be more like authentically feminine. Um, Mm -hmm. cause I think that like, I mean, growing, like, as I, like, entered into, like, the Catholic circle, right, I, like, realized that, like, people date and, like, get married and, like, have kids all within, like, a year and a half of, like, meeting, you know, um, and, like, all before they're, like, 24 years old, and, like, that's not the way that you live your life, which is really, really fascinating, and I'm, like, oh, my gosh, I love that, like, I want that, um, I want to be able to just, like, go to a museum randomly on a Saturday afternoon and not have to be, like, oh, honey, I'm going, or, like, did you have, like, something that, like, you planned for us, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Um, I'd also just say like, like the alternative is not bad. And I think I've said this to you before of like, like, I like my best, like one of my best friends was married at 20 and had, and has four kids and lives this beautiful life and is an amazing wife and mom. And I admire her so much. And like, I've talked about her before because like her house is just like a safe place for me. And like, she's just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, she's amazing. 
her life looks super different from mine. And we've had really, really beautiful conversations about that of just like the last 10 years of our lives since I graduated high school. So different, so different, um, both good and beautiful. But I think that's the important part is that like, neither of us are like a better Christian woman because of it. Um, like we are both like striving to be Christian women, like just women who follow Jesus authentically and radically. And it just looks really different at age 28 and she's 30 now. Like that looks really different for both of us. Neither is worse. Yeah. Or better. No. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean to portray that. No, I totally know that what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. I just want to highlight the fact that there's not one path to holiness, Mm -hmm. you know? And I appreciate the affirmation. It's something that has not come easy. So yeah, it's good. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I, I've actually like learned this through you that like, I definitely think that I want to have like a young adult life, like living on the city with my girlfriends or whatever for like a (laughs) year or two after I graduate, at least before I get married, because I just like, I feel like I need that in order to grow into like the woman that I want to be when I get married. Yeah. I don't know. Also, maybe uh, that won't happen. Maybe I'll never get married. Maybe I'll enter the convent in six months. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, this is good. This is kind of like a ranty episode, but sometimes we need those. Yeah, sometimes we do. It was those. a good one. Cool. Yep. Lydia, I'm grateful Great. for you. Oh, stop. I'm grateful for you. Uh, you're so cute. You're so cute. Um, okay. I'm going to take over the Instagram on Thursday. Yes. When the episode comes out. So y'all, if you're listening to this, go check out the Instagram. It'll be fun. You can meet some of my youth minister friends. It'll be great. Um, at let's not talk about dating. Yeah. And we'll be back next week. (gasps) Lydia, Valentine's Day is next week. I know. I'm excited. You know how much I love Valentine's Day. I love Valentine's Day so much. I have always loved Valentine's Day and I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's cute. It's a cute concept. Mm. a whole day of just affirming each other a whole day of celebrating love yeah anyway it's my favorite okay Okay, somebody yelled at me for saying this the other day it's my favorite non-jesus holiday and they were like brie it's literally saint valentine day and i was like no but it's it's like yes but no because also the church celebrates saint cereal and methodius on that day who i also really like and so like we don't even celebrate saint valentine so it's a secular holiday. Yeah. Is it his feast day on that day or not? Did it just I think, say that? Well, so the, like the memorial, I think it is, but like the actual memorial that like, if you go to mass is St. Cyril and Methodius. So it's like, huh. but I like yeah, the secular part, I guess, of Valentine's Day. So anyway, yeah. gear up for that, everyone. It's going to be great. Yeah. Bye. Bye.